So it was Mark and Dirk in the second day. From the throw and he just sprinted up the pitch and I was like, Jesus Christ, this is going to be a long day. They smelled a the rat with me. They knew I wasn't going to be great going back that way. And they were right. The Football Pod is available every Tuesday exclusively on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. We're turning our attention to hurling and I'm delighted to say Tommy Walters with this. Tommy, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, Jar. Good morning, no, lads. Nothing quite so controversial, I think, in the world of GA. But then, then there's obviously the potential for the the GPA and the GA route to get even bigger. Um, you've been watching this, I presume, with a, an interested eye. Uh, what's your take on the row at the moment about expenses? Yeah, Jar, I have been watching it and see both sides of the the coin. Really, um, like first of all. To look at the two organisations, like, you know, and I've had help from both from, from, from when I started hurling, like the GPA, first of all, like they have been superb for, we'll say, the weaker counties, getting players from, from counties maybe that weren't looking after their players from, from, from the get-go. They're now being looked after very well, um, you know, maybe up to, up to this point. And players in the stronger counties, you know, like so much goes into the game now that your career nearly is put on on hold. But the GPA have been brilliant to, to any player, whether they're from weaker counties or stronger counties, looking after them that they might have to further their education or, you know, go back into the, the education system maybe at 25, 30, 35 years of age. No problem. Anytime you need help with anything, really, as regards player welfare, GPA have been just absolutely brilliant and it's a great peace of mind for any county player to have and as I said probably have helped the guys from the weaker counties more than probably anyone could could, could ever believe then on the GA side of it Jar, you have the same thing like uh, I've been part of the GA since I was probably you know straight out of the hospital you know really I've been brought to games you know training sessions you know every weekend Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays you name it like the, the, the GA and the GA people that run it, they've been incredible. And like I'd say it's the best run organisation, best amateur organisation in the whole world. Like as a family, as a community, like we only saw during lockdowns, nowhere to go, nowhere to look forward to the weekend, you know, when, when everyone was in lockdown, whether you were playing, whether you had a family member playing or not. Um, everybody in the parish looks forward to the game on the Sunday, you can b- build your week around it, somewhere where to go. You don't have to lump the kids into the, the car and go off maybe shopping for today, you know. <laughs> so both organisations have been incredible. So let's put it that way. Then, so the current situation then, it is a little bit complicated because there's the issue around, first of all, I suppose, um, getting paid the, 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 the mileage allowance, whether it's 50 cent or 65 cent. I believe it's back up to the 65 cent now. So in most counties, I believe, they are being paid. So in the, I think some of the weaker counties, they're not. But why are they not getting paid, you know? Like, is it the county board, I think, pays them? So, like, do they just not have the money to pay them or are they just not paying them? So that's probably a whole other issue. Like, as far as I... Just from look, looking at it over the last couple of days, as far as what I can see is, did you have agreed to... Is it four sessions per week and pay back to the 65 cent uh, a mile? Like, that looks like a good deal for me. So the issue then is, it's, it's, it's around the counties that are not paying them. But then you have to get behind that again. Why Why haven't they been paying them? They mightn't have the money. So I think it's just maybe common sense communication between all parties or probably the parties that are affected, Jer. is probably the real probably solution to this problem. The, you know? the, and also players who aren't getting 
paid are essentially training more than four times a week. Is that a problem, in your opinion? The fact that they're training yeah, that amount of time, yeah, I should say. Um, yeah, um, I know it has gone to new levels. It's not a bad idea. How it's been done, maybe I'm not sure if, if, if it's the way to do it, but, it, but maybe send out a message that, like, like we are better, I think, as being an amateur organisation because the county player comes back around the, the, the clubs, the parishes, he does his, his jobs, he's around the training sessions. There's no, we'll say, jealousy, there's no, um, you know, there's no egos really going around. Like, there's nobody that works hard in the club, putting in hours upon hours, looking at the county player, maybe swanning and saying, look at this guy, he's on 20 grand, 30 grand per year. Um, if he's, he's only getting his mileage, it, it's, you know, that's what they, they deserve, you know, for, for the amount, they are the elite players and they are bringing huge money into their organisation. So I think the amateur ethos is definitely crucial for me and bring it back to the four times per week. Like, if you go to seven times per week, you nearly are professional then. I know they are, they're nearly professional as it is on. Um, so it's, 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 it's a complicated conversation. Um, like, and it's hard to stop teams. And I know playing yourself now, you're nearly putting in more now than you ever were because you want to be the best. You want to be better than your, your opponents. So it's, 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 it's the, the four times per week is not a bad idea. If they can just come to the table, I don't think anyone wants to fight over this. Just come to the table and, um, you know, because the GPA guys, they're clubmen and, and county men first and foremost as well. The guys running the GPA are the same. So I think it's just all come to the table. And, you know, maybe if it wasn't, you know, washed out in public as much, might be better for everyone, you know. For everybody, yeah. Obviously, a bit of frustration on the GPA side that they had to go that far. Um, one last question, an obvious one. Would there have been years where you were training more or being at a training session or a match more than four times a week over the years? Uh, no, we only train three times a week and uh, gym sessions then. You went to the gym till February, Ger. Was <laughs> 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 the hurling stopped that? <laughs> that was it. You were just trying to stay fresh for the hurling. Well, it has changed now. So the lads are in the gym. I'd imagine they're back training. Like the science has come into it. You've often have guys on this uh, podcast and this radio program talking about the, the the benefits of rest, the benefits of, of science. And I don't know, is anybody training collectively that much anymore? Like I'd imagine three times nearly max would be the case. And then you go to the gym yourself. And if you choose to go collectively with your friends, maybe that's another idea. But um uh, I think, you know, the, the less training, probably the better. Three times a week, I, I think, is enough because, like, at the end of the day, we live other lives. You have jobs and you have social lives. And I think, isn't it, it's like, say, when you're a professional, Jer, you're training seven days a week. Suddenly you're going through a bad period or things aren't going well for you for six months. What else do you have going on in your life? Probably not great for mental health. Towards when you're only training three times a week, getting a gym session done yourself, then great because you have other things going on in your life that there's a balance there yeah 100% uh, we should I know you wanted to talk about the Camogie final the All-Ireland Camogie final between Aratabala and, and Sarsfields um, it was a bit of a titanic game between two sides that really have been to the forefront in, in recent years um, what, what specifically caught your eye in this one Tommy? yeah well I think it's even the stories behind them Ger. Like Sarsfields came back, they lost the final in 17 and 18, came back against Slot Neil, they came back who, who were a powerhouse themselves that won three in a row. They came back then and won it. And, you know, all the heartbreak, and some of them players would have experienced heartbreak with Galway. Back they came, 
uh, to Crow Park for the third time. Like, you know, you have 12 months of waiting around, 12 months of pain, and um, come back then and win it finally. I just thought at the time it was an amazing story. Then fast forward through the pandemic, looked like it wasn't going to be paid to Club All-Irelands. But I know from from hearing stories around here, like the, the Camogie, they fought tooth and nail for, for the club championship to go ahead. And they really fought hard for it and the Camogie organisation agreed to it. So they ended up playing the Club All-Irelands last December, a couple of days before Christmas. And um, heartbreak again for him, you know. Uh, uh, Aulart de Bala came on and beat him. Una Lacey got the hat-trick, you know. One of the Kios, I think it was Stacey, was married the day before. Like just the stories around it were, were incredible. So off the they took the Christmas off, I think two or three weeks off as this and the hopper after it, and then back to the final again. Who are they playing on either their nemesis again, Owlart, and um victory then in the final. And you know, I thought there was great passages of play in the final team work, crossfield ball, like the crossfield ball into Siobhan McGrath for the opening goal that probably set the tone for the day in the first couple of minutes was an amazing ball, a dream ball for a corner forward. She came out, took on her, her opponent and straight through and straight into the back of the net. So I think the story behind that Sarsfields team is just incredible, you know, and um, the Hopper McGrath, like he was a hero for Galway back in the, the late 80s. I saw him in the 93 All-Ireland. Came on then, he's put huge, huge, uh, you know, his own Sarsfield team were, were, were a great club team themselves um, up in Crow Park many a day during, during the 90s. So, yeah, it was it was a great final. And um, even Owlart, Jared, the goal, I think if any forward line, in, whether they're on the hurlers or, or on the Camogie teams, if you're looking at the passage of play for, for Una Lacey's goal in the first half, Ursula J, and it's, it's, it's kind of the chemistry, it's kind of the, you know, the, what what the great players they just know what each other are doing. Ursula Jacob got the ball around 35 yards out, soloed in. And if you look at Una Lacey's movement for the goal, she kind of turned back in around her, her the full back, took the ball on the run on a diagonal run, and absolutely a bullet to, to the back of the net. So I thought it was a great advertisement for for Camogie. Like you know what Owlert, you no, know, they, they won two club Owlerns before. Um, some of them girls were on the three in a row Wexford team back in the you know, the mid-2000s, and just great careers, great story careers, and it's great to see them getting the, the publicity they're getting now. Like Una Lacey, she's after, and Mary, her sister, they've won, what, three club all earns. Their mother won five. <laughs> Margaret O'Leary was her name. She won one way club up in Dublin. It, it was looking it up. I think their name was Owen Rua, but came back and won four at Buffers Alley. And, uh, you know, Wexford to Camogie has been huge for, for, from from day one, especially the club side. I think Brian Cody's wife could have been on that. I'm not sure. She's a Buffers Alley woman. I know she was an unbelievable hurler. She could have been on that team and must look into it. But, right. Yeah, Una Lacey, Mary Lister and Hutter. Right. Uh, the genes are five. good and it seems to matter a bit. Yeah. <laughs> it is. And like, like Una Lacey scored two goals in the 0-7 All-Ireland year uh, when Wexford, Wexford won for the first time in 0-7 that time. Uh, with that, with that team, and um, she 15 years later, 2022. Well, 14 years later, at Christmas she scored a hat trick when they won it, and just there a week or two ago she scored two goals again. Although they lost, but you know how great has she been? Ursula Jacob the same. Yeah, know? no, it's some achievement, and it's great that that rivalry has kind of come to the forefront, and people are getting familiar with the characters because that that in turn is going to help make people tune in the next time that they're on telly as well, or or ideally go to the match um, I do want to just talk a little bit about the league and 
because hurling sorted out its structures and we now have a brilliant championship in uh, Munster and Leinster, the final few rounds of the league, it's hard for us to understand exactly what teams are trying to get out of them. Some teams put in shadow teams and we saw with Cork last year against Limerick, it didn't really work out for them in the end. Other teams are using it to make sure that there's competition for places. So I, I guess I'm, I'm really asking is how much should we be reading into what happens over the next few weeks? Yeah, I think every team would have different priorities. Starting with this weekend, Ger, like the, the Galway and Clare game and the Cork and Mexico game, they're kind of dead, they're kind of dead rubbers. Like, you know, um, they, they, they all know kind of what's happening in that group. I think Cork and, and Wexford, I think, are nearly true at this stage. I think the big one is the Kilkenny Watford game. I think you can read everything into that game. I think that will be championship type teams. Um, Liam Cal, he has done so much to implement a character, a winning mentality, a toughness, a mean streak in that Watford team, a, 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 you know, characteristics that's needed to win in All-Ireland. They have made huge progress, starting with the All-Ireland semi-final in 2020, nine points down against Kilkenny. You know, and they had one or two victories against Kilkenny over the previous few years, but usually it was a Kilkenny victory at the end. And nine points down, you would never expect Kilkenny to lose, but they came back because that's what Liam Cal teams do. Uh, his under 21, 2021 20, team with Tipperary, they scored a last minute goal to win an under 21 learner. So he's been doing this all, his, his teams have been doing this all throughout his, his coaching career. So he's going to try and, he's not going to go up to Nolan Park on Sunday. There's huge interest here in Kilkenny, Ger. Massive interest. I'd say there could be 12, 15,000 people in it. We've been waiting for a big game in Nolan Park, you know, for, for a long time. We all remember the Kenny Tipperary one in the championship a few years ago. It was a sellout. Well, this as a league you know, a spectacle, I'd say will be something similar, you know, if you, you know, re- relatively speaking. Yeah. A huge interest because coming from Watford as well, they had their biggest victory over Tipperary in nearly 50 years. But it's it's the Watford team coming, they have stars and they have a panel. We've seen against Tipperary, the one without all the big guys, Ozzy, uh, Callum Lyons, uh, Jamie Barron, Desi. I presume they'll all be back Sunday. And, uh, you know, we look forward to seeing them and see how our lads do up against them on Sunday, Jar. Kind of feels like this is where it begins, Tommy. Like, I mean, a week off, the weather's getting good. We're only a few weeks away from championship. This weekend is where we can start really looking at the proper form lines. Yeah, um, you're right, on. Like, say, especially in that game, because I think both teams will do everything they can to win it, to make a league semi-final. And um, huge interest from both crowds. Like, we all saw Bally Gunners last, you know, last gasp victory up in Crow Park in, in the All-Ireland final. And um, Desi Hutchison has been probably the name on everybody's, uh, you know, on everybody's list since since he came back from from playing soccer abroad. And he has not let anybody down. He'd done it on the biggest stage of all, Club All Ireland Day, couple of points down. He usually loves the ball out in front, uses his electric speed, probably the fastest player in the in in, in the country at the moment, himself and Jack O'Connor, out in front over the bar every time. But it was the goal he got in the Club All Ireland on? Is what made me stand up. Caught the ball under, I'd say it was one of the Mullins, probably Darren, who is a fantastic player in Kilkenny club club circles here at the moment. Caught the ball and he didn't go to Dean Mason's strong side. Spun it back around, which was more difficult to do at the time, back into the, the right-hand side of the net. And that probably changed the game and kept him in the game. So we're looking forward to seeing how our guy, Hugh Lawler, who is, went from strength to strength. You know, probably an unknown player, really, 
from so many years. Had a, had a starring campaign at Lachlan's last year. Has really turned it on with Kilkenny the last couple of years and has been nearly our player of the league. So we're looking to see how, hopefully, if Desi is playing, you uh, will, will take him on in Nolan Park on Sunday. What do you think is going to happen? Give us your prediction. Um, I think uh, I think it's going to be tight. Kilkenny have you're wondering what have they taken some teams taken out of the, the league campaign they've found new players so they've Keane Kenny they've Niall Brazil um, David Blanchfield who plays a sim you know the new game which is bring the ball up and give it in uh, a good ball into your forest David Blanchfield has done that with Bridge for many years he scored three points the last day from wing back he's been a fantastic find so it's kind of new guys on the block for Kilkenny hopefully one or two of the Ballyhalets back in against probably the, the new stars of the GA world I suppose in Watford and uh, I'm not trying to build them up. I think it will be a Waterford victory on Sunday. I think it'll come all the form. I think the, 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 the new players back in from that were missing the last, it will give them an extra incentive. So I think it will be tight, but I think it'll be a Waterford victory. I heard you explaining the um, the spine of the Kilkenny team with Joe a couple of weeks ago. Um, and it did sound like you were getting excited, like there's genuine excitement amongst Kilkenny hurling people. Not that you're back, but that certainly there's no reason for this team to fear anybody at the moment. Yeah, and I think that's the case in the whole of the, the inter-county game at the moment. There's nobody really fears anybody at the moment with, with Limerick after losing the last couple of weeks. Now everybody's gander is up. Uh, definitely the spine around it. And you see it's the new players then in around the spine. The Keane Kennys, the David Blanchevilles, um, like Owen Cody's a year older, the Adrian Mullins a year older. So not alone have you the good spine up the middle, which is vital for any All-Ireland winning team. You now have the wingmen beside him. Fierce excitement in Kenny because we've seen him in the club scene. They've, like Keen Kenny is like a young Keen Lynch, if you ask me, Jar. So watch him, I think, get better and better as these years go on. Uh, once the management, you know, young players, they often need a management, an arm around the shoulder, you know, because they're going to have good and bad days when you're starting off in your first year or two. But keep picking them, keep playing them because the stars will come good uh, eventually. So Keen Kenny is, is like a young Keen Lynch to me. So it's the spine of the team with the youngsters around them. And to win all Ireland's year, you need forwards. And to be not afraid of anyone, you need forwards. We've Adrian Mullen, on Cody, TJ Reid, you know, Parag is up there now. Um, uh, Billy Ryan, just Billy Ryan is really having a fantastic lead, fierce speed, you know, in the full forward line. And he's like his club mate, Eddie Brennan, you know, when he gets the ball, it's direct straight for goal. So, yeah, we're excited down at Kilkenny and we're really excited for Sunday, Jared, to be honest. Right, really looking forward to it now, Tommy. Good stuff. Thanks a million. Cheers. Yeah. Thanks, lad. Best luck. Enjoy the game. That's um, Tommy Walsh whetting our appetite for uh, what most people are complaining about is the end of the league and how close it is to the championship. But He's got some memory recall, isn't he? Mm. Tommy. He was referencing games there 10, 15 years ago and minute. He wasn't referencing when they won that game. He was talking about individuals, individual scores. Describe. How old is he now, Tommy Walsh? 34, 35? Ah, no, he's really older than that. Is he? He's really still be playing at that age. Tommy Walsh, Kilkenny is 38. Some, that's some memory. Even the, the club saying, boom. I think yeah. most people have that kind of memory except you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember Tony Yaboa, you don't remember David Beckham, you don't remember Paulo Canio. <laughs> we have to show you pictures. Well, I'd like to mention, uh, he had a uh, collar and tie. He didn't, he didn't get the... For us, wasn't yeah. suited and built. Just for, just he's for heading us, yeah. out yeah, to no, work. No, 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 Surely he's no, on his way out the normally door Normally people respect us, Kenny. No way that's he's it. got into it. Hey. I saw you on TV last week wearing a shirt. Yeah. Well, and I was it's like, funny. See this it's thing I've got on. I wore this down at the gym last week. Got to be honest with you. I actually right. wore it there. That's the standard <laughs> yeah. we're at. That's the difference. No yeah. way he's got suited and built for the show tonight. No, he does. Fact. Big. One, one month of championship today. 
uh, by the way. Right. Uh, yeah, so that's, yeah. that's the big occasion. Yeah. 16th of... So 16th I don't think you're going to be too much into too many games this weekend, actually. I think the form lines this weekend will be irrelevant in some cases. But, but that game he was talking about, definitely. OTB AM With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar 